Welcome to the Urbanet Podcast. I'm your host, Bahati Banks. Today's show is an interview with three doctoral students in the Curriculum and Instruction EDD program. This Doctor of Education program embraces the principles of social justice while emphasizing innovation, diversity, and advocacy in pre-K through 12 schools. It's designed for curriculum leaders who may hold other roles in schools, such as assistant principals, classroom teachers, coaches, curriculum developers, department chairs, principals, subject and or content area coordinators at the school or county level, as well as clinical faculty. For more information about the curriculum and instruction EDD program at Georgia State University, please visit the department's website at mse.education.gsu.edu. Hi, my name is Margaret Dantzler. I am a first-year EDD student in the Curriculum and Instruction program, and I am a first-grade teacher, and I teach all subjects. Good evening. My name is Erica Hicks-Fletcher, and along with Ms. Dantzler, I am also a um, first-year student in the EDCI cohort. Um, I am an art teacher, K-5. through I've been teaching for 12 years. In South, Fulton, in South Fulton County. I also teach in South Fulton, so it has a special place in both of our hearts. It does. So what makes this program at Georgia State University unique? I can tell you this. I've been waiting for this program for the past five years, uh, ever since I got my master's degree. I thoroughly enjoy being um, in a brick-and-mortar school. I'm really big on conversation and discourse, and I feel like I learn a lot through um, that modality. And so I'm able to get that in um, this course of study at GSU. And being so our, co- our cohort is, is fairly small, um, we get to establish great relationships with, with fellow educators of different backgrounds, of different interests, um, different working levels, that is, is ultimately contributing to um, this experience as a whole and what we're taking away from it. Um, not just with the credentials and the education that comes with that, but just um, our holistic development as individuals as well. It's, it's been a great program. It does have to do with our cohort that makes it so unique is that um, we have so many different women that are in our program in terms of the content areas that they teach, the types of schools that they serve, the grade levels that they teach. We have one woman in our program who's a college professor yeah. um, and a linguist, which is just so incredible. Um, we also have teachers like Erica and myself that serve in very high needs areas. Um, with a lot of poverty and crime, and we have people um, that are working in charter schools um, that certainly face their own challenges. But um, the other thing that I think is really interesting about the program is that we have teachers of every experience level. So I'm kind of the baby of the group in that this is um, this is my fourth year in the classroom, and you have some people in our group that have been teaching. I mean, for a pretty, a, a pretty, pretty long, long time. time. Jen has been teaching for, for quite some time. Yeah. 20, 20 years in total. Yes. And, she has. And I think that in some situations that might develop a bit of a hierarchy in terms of um, respect level amongst your um, peers. And we don't have that at all. Um, I also feel, you know, as elementary school teachers, we are oftentimes, and especially 
being an art and a first grade teacher, everyone mm -hmm. just thinks all our kids do is color, mm -hmm. that we don't even have to lesson plan. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And <laughs> even though we do occasionally, the two of us in our seats think like, oh, that was that was a little bit of a stinger, what you just said. Um, there is a big mutual respect amongst the colleagues that we have, but also from the faculty mm -hmm. um, in your um, specific content area, which I really appreciate. I don't feel as though like I am shafted because mm -hmm. I'm the um, teacher of the little ones. I just love how diverse the staff is, too. Mm -hmm. I think it's incredible that being an ECE teacher in an EDD program in the middle and secondary, I, I know there's a plethora of people that I can talk to and that mm -hmm. want to talk to us and that want to know the things that we're doing. I got my master's degree here, and I got my master's the first year I was in the classroom, my first two years, and it was in person, and I wholeheartedly know, and I tell this to everyone I can, I would not be in the classroom still if it was not for Georgia State. Um, because of the community that it provided me and the development of myself not only as a teacher but as a woman and I was I'm just so excited to be back here my my professors and my coaches are dear friends now and I love that the professors and the teachers at GSU are like become like your friends and like your sisters in social justice and and they just want it's just wonderful I just love GSU. That's awesome. I know. I love GSU. GSU. <laughs> well since you mentioned social justice that was actually on my list so there you go. How does GSU prepare teachers to include current issues like social justice into the classroom? Um, I can say this. Um, one of our introductory courses was focused on learning and professional development and I learned so much from that course um, because it was, I felt as though it was applicable for any grade level taught or in any school structure um, behind these to, to middle class. It really starts with how teachers learn best how teachers work best and what we need to do when our environments change and how we need to make those adjustments. I really appreciated that from the learning and professional development class. It has truly affected the way I started my school year using um, strategies and suggestions even from collaboration, mentoring, um, just variety in class structure. It's been amazing and I've done a lot of things just based off of that class and what I learned over the summer. So um, it's GSU has, has definitely promotes an awareness of um, diversity, of needs. Our job transcends curriculum yeah. and standardization. And that's definitely something that I've gotten. I know we've all gotten yeah. as far as you know who we are as change agents. That is definitely a term that um, was, you know, was used frequently over the summer. And it's true. We are change agents. I think one thing that's really interesting and that I noticed this throughout both my master's program and now my doctoral studies is that we don't just look at all of what we do through a social justice lens just with our students, but it's also a social justice lens for our teachers. So what are the teachers in more affluent areas that have stable leadership getting? And what are teachers that do that are not in a situation like that getting? So, you know, I love that so much we are we always talk about the teachers just as much as the students, which I really, really mm. appreciate and it's like good for my soul. It is. Well, joining us now 
if you could give me your name and your program, and we'll just include you in the conversation and go from there. Okay. I am Felicia Baden. I'm currently in the EDD program in Curriculum and Instruction, and I have been in this program for almost a year and a half now. And what do you teach when you're not here? When I'm not here, I am a full-time ESOL teacher, and I teach third grade ESOL. Well, knowing that you teach third grade ESOL, because we've got the first grade and we've got the art teacher, how do you address current issues in your classroom with your kids who are learning English? I try to make sure that whatever they're learning is connected to their lives and also mm -hmm. to current issues. Um, I definitely incorporate that within the curriculum as well. For instance, when we did a unit on American leaders, one of the uh, leaders that we focused on was Cesar Chavez. And um, the major issue concerning him was um, workers' rights. And a lot of the students could um, relate to that, mm -hmm. um, thinking about their uh, parents' experiences and also thinking about their experiences from when um, they immigrated from a different country over here to America. So it was just really interesting to see, to hear their connections they made to Cesar Chavez's story. So you've kind of touched on this, but um, you just came out of class. What are you taking from today's class to your classroom tomorrow? Um, a lot of times I am able to continue working where I work because of the women that I'm in class with and because of the um, professors that I have. Because working in a really struggling school in a high-needs area, I mean, today when I left, I was just like so... It was a really hard day. And not only <laughs> being connected to other teachers that are going through the same thing, but also being reminded of just what it means to be a teacher, it kind of helps you keep going. And it makes you feel more like a professional when you've been treated like terribly all day long and of course not from the children mm -hmm. it makes you again feel like a professional and reminds you why you're doing what you're doing it helps you stay going and piggybacking off of that validation really does mm. mean a lot and um you know i happened to give a presentation tonight and she was so good you're so kind <laughs> and um <laughs> our class is is amazing when it comes to um narration and conversation we piggyback off each other very fluidly and you know that's how we learn a lot from each other but um specifically tonight um i can definitely say that um some of the focus was on um cultural diversity and sensitivity again going back to um what gsu does to promote social justice social justice and um just um examining hidden curriculum that's mm -hmm. something that we have been um learning about reading about learning different theories on and that's something that has been with me consistently and so definitely going you know into the school day I'm going to I always try to be cognizant of not only what I teach um, as far as standards but what I'm teaching as one human being to the to another human being mm. and that's something I always leave class with you know um, how how am I going to connect We've been mm -hmm. learning a lot about relationality. I'm really big on social, cultural, um, pedagogy, and theory. And that has been getting validated. That's not validated in my school, unfortunately. But when I come here, and um, these are uh, theories that we're studying and um, are empirically supported, you can go back into your class with some authorities. And, mm -hmm. you, know, right. you know, research says this is what works. <laughs> and so I'm able to do not only what I, what I have learned and what I feel would work, but were supported by research as well. So validation goes a long way. I would agree with that. And also to add to that, 
Um, just in, in terms of the, the course that I just left, um, we've been focusing on our research and uh, preparing to present our perspectives. And I've made my students into many researchers. I know through going through this process, um, you have to be able to examine multiple perspectives. You have to be able to, of course, tap into multiple resources. And I think I've kind of instilled that hopefully with my students. For instance, it may be a standard that we have to cover. For instance, pollution. But I'm not going to give you the textbook and this is not going to be the end all be all for you because we know that, you know, good researchers seek multiple perspectives mm -hmm. and they look at situations through various lenses. So um, one of the activities that we did in my class with my students, we did a, a K w h l s chart um mm -hmm. the the familiar part would be the k w l chart so i added the the k you know what you know w what you want to know and then the h how will i find out oh i love so that. i added that component and it was just so amazing the different responses mm -hmm. they gave one person did say the textbook somebody said world book kids and it just kept going brain pop mm -hmm. junior um, and then, of course, you know, the uh, the L is, you know, what I've learned. And then S is what I still want to know. And one of the points that I made to my students is when you research, you don't just rely on one one type of uh, resource. You look at various resources. So according to the resources that they gave myself, we, um, we had them in groups and they rotated using those various resources that they initiated to research pollution. So I not only see myself now as a burgeoning scholar, right, a researcher, right. but now I'm looking at my students mm -hmm. in the same way and they're just in the third grade. So I'm mm -hmm. just hoping that these type of skills will continue to manifest themselves as they progress throughout their academic career and in their lives. Mm -hmm. So does it surprise you to know that graduates of Georgia State University stay in their schools 80% of the time? No. When I started researching doctoral programs, I had in mind what I ultimately wanted to do, and that was to work in policy. I, you know, it was almost kind of a, a, a plan as to what I would do when I leave the classroom. I've learned so much. I don't, I have no desire to leave the classroom anytime mm -hmm. soon because I know from the type of educated I am and what I want to do with this knowledge that I have, I need to be in the classroom. Mm -hmm. How, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that I am going to be as effective outside of a school as I will be inside of a school mm -hmm. and not just, you know, work as a change agent in my classroom. We're learning how to be change agents with our colleagues mm -hmm. and with, when we're with our colleagues we move up to our admin mm -hmm. and we are learning that we really are going to have an amazing sphere of influence mm -hmm. if we just start in our classroom yeah you know I think um, one thing that I know and I've kind of alluded to this before like I know I would still not be a teacher if I had not been <coughs> a student at GSU in my like first weeks as a teacher in my master's program, but um, it gives me the skills to be able to do the job I need to do, mostly a lot of it from a mental standpoint and being able to be gracious with myself as a teacher, um, be able to be gracious with my students and know developmentally what I should expect of them, what I should not expect of them. Um, and I completely agree with Erica in that yeah, we need really great people in the classroom. And I think a lot of times it's like, oh, you taught for three years, oh, you're a really good teacher, you need to get out. It's mm -hmm. not respected for people to stay in the classroom. And it's, you know, I got I get looks of like that from people, like, oh, you're still in the classroom? Like, you should move out. And um, 
it gives you the opportunity to do things inside of your classroom that you didn't think were capable mm -hmm. of a classroom teacher, like doing research on your own and, and feeling professional inside of your school. So mm -hmm. it doesn't change your context, it changes your mindset. I totally respect that. I know I, there are some people in my cohort who also said the same thing. They would like to stay in their classrooms in that particular location and continue to add more to that particular uh, sphere mm -hmm. of influence. Um, for me personally, I would say I'm torn. I definitely respect and totally appreciate we need uh, teachers at the top of their game, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, with terminal degrees who are right there doing the groundwork for our students, with our students. And also for me, in addition to that, I definitely want to have, I almost feel selfish in a sense staying in my classroom because I definitely want to have a broader impact. Mm -hmm. So I want to be in a capacity where I can train teachers Mm -hmm. um, I'm really passionate about training pre-service teachers and beginning teachers. Mm -hmm. I feel like they, they want it the most. They're ready to just soak it all they up. They need it the most. Um, they need it the most. So I would really enjoy, I truly enjoy being a classroom teacher. And if I could retire doing this, I would possibly do that. But I'm also interested just in having a broader influence, especially with all of this knowledge that um, I'm, I'm obtaining from this program, all the information, I just really feel like I really just want to share it. And not that I couldn't do that staying in the classroom, oh, no because offense. of course with the professional learning and being a teacher leader, it's still all right there. But a part of me wants to dedicate my career full-time, transition into mm -hmm. doing that full-time. I've oh, done yeah. it a part-time, um, but I just, I really want to, you know, do it full-time. But I know I've definitely missed being right there with my students hands-on with them on a daily basis. Or at least being inside of a school. I think right. the ultimate goal for someone a lot of times when you're a teacher is to get in a space where you can like ease into your day and like have a cup of coffee <laughs> while you're like chatting with your friend. And that's just so not our reality. Mm -hmm. But I think that we just, we even if we're working in a capacity with teachers or something, we realize we want to be on the ground you know mm -hmm. we don't necessarily yes. want to be in this office detached right. from where the work and the magic is happening right. mm -hmm. one thing I appreciate about our professors so far is that they have incur even though you're saying 8% stay in the classroom our professors encourage us to be willing to change our minds mm -hmm. as, as we're just working through our research and, and just going through our work they're constantly saying don't get stuck on an idea mm -hmm. because more than likely it may change the more you learn, the more you're exposed mm -hmm. to. Yeah. The broader your thinking is. Right. And so I'm I'm saying this as of November second, twenty fifteen, that I have every intention of staying in the classroom. But who knows? But who knows <laughs> what I'm going to learn that may change my mind. The other thing that's so great about GSU and this goes back to everything that they do is that it's it's so grounded in a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. It's all about where are you right now? okay, well, we're going to work on where we need to get you, which is exactly what we need to be doing with our students in the classroom. Right. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is that the professors are like that. I mean, I've mm -hmm. had very few experiences at GSU when a professor is not um, very responsive to the needs of their student. And also or it's interest. like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're like, yeah, I messed up on that. So... Yeah, let's do, we're not going to do that. You know, I mean, it's very much all about growing from wherever you are. I would agree. And I also, I really appreciate how just getting a degree, um, now a terminal degree from GSU, how it opens up so many different doors mm -hmm. and opportunities. I'm saying right now, I'm, I'm trying to keep it broad. I want to um, be in teacher support in some capacity, but I just know with 
you know, going through this process and once I complete this degree, I know there are going to be so many different avenues that I've never point. even thought of yeah, I even know what's happening. <laughs> that I could um, venture into. So that's really exciting just to know that I'm going to have several different options. I'm going to wrap up with this last question. Somebody comes to you and they're teetering between GSU and some other random school. What you going to tell them? I will say this because I was one of those people simply because I've gotten uh, two degrees from Georgia State so far and this will be my third one. I was considering getting a doctorate online and mainly because um, I just I appreciate the convenience of it and I did get my master's online but it was an online program through GSU and it worked out very well for me. So I talked to someone at GSU who's my mentor and now my um, dissertation dissertation committee chair and she gave me the advice she said Felicia I think you should wait we have an EDD coming out she said, I think it'll be a great fit for you and what you want to do what your goals and your interests are and she said also too from personal experience I'm going to tell you you would benefit from having that hands-on support that cohort model and that was the best advice I could have been given because I can honestly and truly say that working with a cohort of team members to help to support each mm -hmm. other along the way with different assignments or just with your disposition regarding the program where you are with a particular assignment just having that support having that check and balance having that um, accountability mm -hmm. system and then also having that from your instructors as well I feel like had I gone the online route and not to uh, put down online schools I think some of them are really great but for me personally I think this this is the best decision I could have made in pursuing a doctoral degree yeah I um you know the I would probably just tell them like I said I would not still be a teacher if it was not for Georgia State University and the teachers that I had here the other thing that's so interesting is how there is like no ego going on in this like this building. It's just incredible that you can be talking with someone who's published and who is just this incredible person in their field and they're like, let's go get a drink and talk about mm -hmm. what you want to do. You know, I mean, it's so relational and it's just mm -hmm. so exactly mm -hmm. what learning should be. Mm -hmm. And it just like when I tell you that it helped me discover like exactly like the type of person that I wanted to be. It really did. Mm -hmm. And you, it connects you with, like, such amazing women. Mm -hmm. and, and men, excuse me, but we have a cohort <laughs> of women. And it, and it just helps you be like, there is somebody else that is dealing with the same, right. you know what, that I am dealing with. And they are here. And they are making it happen. Mm -hmm. And I, I need to do better. You know? And it just it's just, a, it's just a wonderful place. It really is. It's just a really... It makes me feel really smart. Like, I know that sounds really silly, but you just That's feel true. so professional and so respected mm -hmm. no matter what you are bringing to the table. When you're teaching in a bubble, yeah, you are not seen as an intellectual or no. a scholar, like mm -hmm. you said, an academic. Yeah. And I can never negate online programs because I have dear friends that are at the tail end of their graduate programs, and uh, their doctorate programs. And they are so great at what they do. They're very knowledgeable mm -hmm. in that area of study. However, one thing I have noticed is that so far, the type of conversations that we have coming out of GSU versus um, conversations that I may have with my associates that have had the online platform experience are very different. And I can speak to the social learner much like myself 
I'm very I'm a relational learner mm -hmm. and I don't do well when I'm not able to personally communicate and I honestly feel like that ability to personally connect and communicate look into someone's eyes hear what they have to say have back and forth you know have that natural discourse it 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 builds our even our adult cognition yes mm -hmm. it really really does mm -hmm. and so we are able to interpret in a different way we are able to explain in a different way we are able to just process in a way that I have not seen or experienced yet mm -hmm. from my friends or colleagues that have gone through an online platform. So again, I can't negate it, but speaking from my own experience, it's been much more personally enriching. I think also it connects you so much more with the people in your cohort. Before mm -hmm. this, I didn't think about the specialist teachers. But now when I'm in situations, I can't help but not because I'm thinking about my friend Erica right. who's having to do this ridiculous slow. Or I'm thinking about how this is affecting the high school math teachers. Or, you know, I think that it just connects you so much more strongly. Mm -hmm. And because what we do is so deeply, deeply personal mm -hmm. and the work we're working on is so deeply personal, I think it's very important that you're face-to-face. And people know, and I've been told, you know, I was told this when I was an undergrad uh, pursuing a bachelor's degree. When you come out of Georgia State, you are ready. Um, Georgia State graduates the top of the class, high quality teachers. Mm -hmm. um, not to toot my own horn, but I was actually nominated for Teacher of the Year after three years of teaching. I got Teacher of the Year. And that was my actually my first year even being eligible at my school to be Teacher of the Year. Now, of course, I had a great support system but a lot of those people were right here at Georgia State and that's the, one of the reasons why I continue to come back to Georgia State because the support is here the quality of education is top-notch and I've been told by principals I love to hire GSU graduates because I know they're ready I've heard that as well <laughs> and you know I'm not from here I'm from Philadelphia originally this oh, wow. is my first experience with GSU mm -hmm. but I keep hearing the same um, experiences like you guys are both you know you've had multiple degrees here your masters are here and I hear nothing but great things they also are so passionate about being a part of Atlanta I find it so just wonderful that what they're focused on is the teachers in Atlanta and like the teachers going into the schools of Atlanta and of course they do have this broader context that they're thinking about but I love that we have a huge amount like Esau that we even though we are a major city in the southeast that they're thinking about oh yeah but we have this huge community in Clarkston of all these English language learners we can't just ignore that and that they do they have a great urban studies program I just think that it's great how situated inside of the Atlanta community that they are. Thank you for listening to the Urban Ed Podcast, brought to you by Georgia State University's College of Education and Human Development. If you like today's show, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, or you can follow us on SoundCloud. For more information about the college's graduate programs, please visit education.gsu.edu.